0: Good morning. Welcome to another uh, uh, morning here at Breakthrough yes. Academy. We're we're ready to go. We're good to go. I hope you guys are, um, you know, sitting down or whatever you're doing. If you're driving, please keep driving. But let's get excited and um, ready to go and and dive in with us. Um, who's enjoying uh, this series so far? I know that like I'm just so thoroughly enjoying what we are doing. And even, even like we just spoke about it just now, like last week when we were going through all those scriptures, and it's like Jesus time and time again, he only did what he saw his father do. And so, um, you know, that's a a big key. But good morning to everyone. And it's just amazing um, what we're doing here. We're looking forward to not just what we're doing here now, but where this is going. Um, God is just doing such an amazing thing. Yeah, I do Um, love,
1: I I love the fact that we sort of have a plan as, but we just let the Holy Spirit is, it's like he's got a greater plan. And I've just loved following that. And um, it's great to have, Um, Those joining us, uh, Joe and and Judith and Richard um, joining us. And and listen, just a little clue here. Judith's actually joining us on YouTube. Um, If you don't know it, some people think, oh, you're only on Facebook Live. Actually, we are on YouTube. And um, the experience of people generally is that YouTube is a more stable um, platform to be watching on. So, um, yeah, it's... It's great for you to be able to join with us, and I love the fact we say good morning, but we actually don't know where people are at now. It's it's, I, ama- it's wonderful I've I just, just
0: realised that I'm, I said I started with good morning because for us it's Friday morning.
1: Yes, yeah. so. and and sometimes we have like um people it like uh, people from uh, Texas and, and other places and and even Chris and Liz, our friends from Columbia. Yes, and uh, for everyone there, it's um, enjoying your Thursday evening. <laughs> um, and we've got David Carlion, and so we haven't, uh, haven't seen David for a while, um, back in Australia, um, so, yeah, that, we've got a, the, the photo we've got in yes, our, know, um, yeah. actually, we've, we've got a banner with, with, um, David being baptised, one of the great photos, capturing yeah, the joy of that it was moment. Amazing, it was amazing, it, it was, a, an amazing moment. it was, a, it was joy to see that, um, uh, you know, that joy, and, um, Yes, Richard, for Richard, it's always morning, just enjoying that wherever we are. So anyway, we, we are going to get underway with Breakthrough Academy. For those who this is the first time, my name is Peter Lewis, pastor here at Breakthrough Church. I'm here with Josh. Right, cool. And um, and you can see we've left a little bit of space because um, my son Jay is going to join us. He's actually involved in another podcast at the moment, and so he's recording, and then he's going to come straight here we're, once he's finished we're, that. We're stretching Jay to that. Yeah, those, he, so. he's, he's um, going to come and then he's going to slip in and join us partway through here. Um, But we are from Breakthrough Church in the eastern part of Melbourne. We have Breakthrough Academy every Friday morning where we take the Word of God seriously, dive into it, give it it time, give it space to really work in our lives, but do it in a way that it builds mountain-moving faith because that's the thing. We don't... the Word of God, if we do this right, if we do it in the Holy Spirit, it will quicken us, It'll make it will make make faith come alive, it will also give us direction. Uh, the amazing thing, and this is what I love, as I'm teaching, I'm learning. Yeah. It's, um, it's one of the most amazing things about the Word of God and the way the Holy Spirit works. Yeah. I'm teaching, but I'm getting revelation even as I'm looking yeah. and even as I'm seeing. One of the things that has come strongly as we've been looking at these scriptures is how Jesus took charge of healing. Yeah, and I I don't think I'd ever seen that so clearly yeah. as as we started to work through the book of Mark and some of the other scriptures that Jesus actually took charge because healing. Um, well, how can I put this? It, it's sometimes you, it's it's um straightforward one yeah. two three you know bang yeah. bang bang let's do this. Other times you do you go to do this straightforward. No no, it's not going to work this way. And it's more like a master. Um, surgeon who's got to be precise he's got to know how to do it he's got to be able to get the little bit of faith that's there he's got to be able to work the doubt out he's got to be able to cut through to what the real problem is um and you know whether it's there's demonic issues behind it or whether someone needs forgiveness before they need healing like the 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 guy that was the four friends um, brought through the roof it said jesus looked at him said your sins are forgiven and it's like well hang on a sec this guy is um Seriously, um, he yeah. physically, um, is is incapacitated, yeah. and yet Jesus talking to him about forgiveness.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just amazing that like in every like situation, uh, a lot as you said, a lot of the same and a lot of unique situations, he was able to see like under the surface. Yeah, you can look at someone's like, oh, you need healing, as as you know, there was in the Bible. <laughs> Let's pray. It was like. No, no, no. We, uh, we do this here. Yeah. <laughs> or we do that here. So it's just, and that's that's for us as well. Yeah. Because we will have those times where it's like, Ah, oh, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? Like, yeah. what is, What is the way to go here? What is the path
1: to take? Exactly. It's sometimes I I call it the one, two, three. Mm. Um, that sometimes things and and we do expect things. You see a need. Get yeah. in faith. Yeah. You pray. Get the answer. Yeah. So like, you know that's four. One, two, three, four. <laughs> but it's it's like. You, you, you see a need, you ask, yeah you get the answer. And um, it's possible that, you know, that that is a normal, real thing for us to enjoy, is being able to get in those rhythms and know those uh, the things that happen. One, two, three. But Jesus actually taught some parables. Remember he said, um, uh, I'm thinking of when he said the friend who came at midnight and he said, "I have no bread." So I went to yeah. my I went to my other friend, and I banged on the door, and I said, "I've got some. I've got a friend who's come. I wasn't prepared. He's staying with me. I need to give him food." Now, in a in the Jewish mind, it's one, two, three. You have a need. You've asked your friend. It's covenant relationship. This is you got to help him. You got this. Is this is this totally normal? Mm. Certainly. And what happened was, these friends said, "Listen." The doors are shut. The kids are asleep. Uh, Shops closed. Yeah, it's, you know, just yeah, leave me alone. And to the to the Jewish mindset, that would be the most jarring thing ever. Yeah, one two.
0: What? Like you don't do that.
1: Yeah, that doesn't happen. And so sometimes in our prayers, it's one two. What in the world is happening yeah, here? That's good. And so we've got to be able to be like Jesus, who was able to work in all those situations and. We've just been working through the book of Mark because it's by looking at what Jesus is, how he ministered healing, it gives us an understanding, not in the sense that we can just copy the the method, Mm. but that we can get an idea to the scope and the range of things he had to do. And so we, when we're led by the Holy Spirit, are able to say, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. And one thing that as I've been teaching has just become so alive to me is Jesus took charge of that circumstance because he recognized... I need to take control of what's happening. Now, I'm not saying he, he had to be, it was a control freak. Yeah. And sometimes people's faith took hold. Okay, I'll give you an example. When um, the woman with the issue of the blood, so she pressed through the crowd, she touched his gum and he spun around and said, Who, yeah. who, you know, who he received felt, he healing? he felt release. He, yeah, he felt the healing power go. And so he's like, Who did that? Yeah. So he wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, I have to be in control here. No, someone's, someone's faith had grabbed hold of that. Yeah. Um, The other one was when he was um, alerted to a Roman centurion and his servant was sick. And and the Roman centurion sent a delegation to him and said, you know, pray for my servant. And as Jesus was going, he says they sent another message to say, you don't need to come. Just send the word and Jesus like, I haven't he didn't say, Excuse me, I'm in control here. I'm
0: the the, the yeah. teacher of the Messiah. Yeah. You
1: don't tell me what to do in this situation. I take and I remember what Pastor Peter said in Breakthrough Academy <laughs> You know, Jesus listens to my teaching, of course, you know. He said, Jesus like I know what he I know what he said in Breakthrough Academy. He said, I've got to take charge. Yeah. And I'm not letting you he I'm, loved he loved it. He said, This is great. Yeah. This is great. I've never seen faith like this anywhere. I he said, This be healed so i'm not saying that you have to be in charge in the sense of everything must happen exactly as you want it to happen Mm. and you can't be adaptive and you can't sort of work with things but what i'm meaning is that there are specific things that you need to be aware that will block the healing and will stop the healing Mm. and you need to work those things and minister to those areas and you remember when um Jairus brought um, Jesus to his home. Jesus cleared the room. <laughs> he got all the professional um, uh, mourners out, cleared the room. And then mm-hmm. he said, and then and I think he said only, and only his three, you know, you know, his three closest disciples. Yeah. He cleared out even his disciples and and sort of just kept the close ones. So there's things where Jesus took charge because if he did not, the miracle's not going to happen. Yeah. Here. And That's there's so times when he just, you know, how do he work? So this is a fascinating study, and um, and I love working through. We're just working through the Book of Mark, looking at the miracles that Jesus did, and how he performed them, and what was. Uh, take a little bit of time to stop and say, from Jesus' perspective, what was he doing? What was he thinking? Yeah. How was the Holy Spirit leading him? Um, because this is what you're going to be faced with. Um, Breakthrough Academy, we. Um, looking at three things regarding healing. First of all, it's God's will. Secondly, how to receive healing. And third, how to give. And we spent the first number of weeks really laying strong foundations mm. that the healing is part of the covenant, the covenant work that God has done. And we went to the scriptures to understand fully that it is God's will. And actually one of the first scriptures we went to um, is one of the first miracles we're going to cover again today. And, but, but it's not just enough to know that it's God's will. Just yeah. because something is God's will does not guarantee that you will see that manifest in your life. You know, the old one, two, three that I said, and Jesus said, well, you've got to learn prayer. Prayer has got to be laid hold of and you've got to work out what it is that's the blockage. And in that case, in um, in the parable of the, the man that wanted, needed bread, it said he, it was his importunity, which means his shameless asking. He just did not think about himself. Yeah. He just threw himself yeah. into the request. And, you know, sometimes, uh, listen, maybe this doesn't apply to you. I, actually, I notice I say hi to Christine, my wife. She's um, joined us online. And, um, you know, I know this wouldn't apply to her because she's perfect. Okay. <laughs> but it might apply to you, Josh, and it might apply to me. And it definitely will apply to Jay when he comes. Uh, but. Sometimes when I'm praying for people, I've got one eye on the circumstance yeah. and what I'm facing.
0: Oh, never. No.
1: And the other eye on, how's this making me look? <laughs> <laughs> how, does, how, how, does this, how does this affect me and, yes. and my image? Um, I, I, was, I went to a leadership conference um, just a little while ago, um, and I was watching it. was a, a live link up with Craig Rochelle, who's mm. a great leader, uh, leader in the body of Christ and speaks to leaders. And he was talking about when he was getting mentored as a young pastor, he was told to, that there was a thing called the, 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 pastor, the pastor's mystique, you know, the, the minister's And he said, you must keep that, which is that sense of, ooh, you're a little bit special and different to the other people. And he said, so just don't don't in other words, don't share too openly about the struggles you're going through yeah because people will think you're not as special as we think you are yeah and he said he was told to keep this pastor's mystique, which is that sense that there's a little bit of specialness and if we share how you know listen we had a we, we, I have my struggles and this is the difficulties I've gone through it's like that could undermine the, the sense of awe and honor that people hold yeah. for us. And uh, he's like, I don't think that's good advice because no. um, there is no pastor's mystique as no, such. There no. is no, th- it's, th- that's, that doesn't exist. But you tell me that sometimes when you're praying for people, you're not aware of, I'm just trying to make sure I look good in this situation.
0: I've got to be the man of the hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. i, I got to be the man of the hour. I like
0: just me. put that aside. But, but look, I'll pray. I'm the man of the hour, you know? It's,
1: yeah. yeah. It's I, not, I, I'm I tall for the glory of God. And, uh, and sometimes we laugh, you know. it's all for God's glory, uh, except when people really do give God all the glory, and they forget <laughs> that we were a part of it. And we're like, Oh, hang on a second, or, or even worse, they, they praise someone else and forget that oh, I, I was the one that prayed. I, I was the one who, you know, laid my hands on and they're talking about the person who brought them in the car or the person who stood behind them and laid hands on them. Like, no, no, don't you see I was it was me. So, um, importunity means you just forget yourself. Yeah. You're just not thinking about yourself you, at you've all. You've
0: got to want them healed more than how you're perceiving yourself or how you are looking or Ex- being portraying yourself. Exactly.
1: And so there's times when what you do will undermine the mystique, undermine yeah. the, the, the sense of glory that you're yeah. getting. And because you're going to look like a bit of a fool, you're going to look like a bit of a, um, uh, you know, Well, when Jesus cleared out all the mourners, He looked like a hard hearted person who had no respect for the dead. Yeah. Um, So sometimes insensitive, insensitive. Yeah, that's a great word. Um, So so you can be you can be accused of being insensitive. You can be accused of being um, lacking any awareness of what's really happening here or the need of the the people. Um, So now I'm not saying faith is insensitive having faith equals being insensitive you yeah um, and that, that that's a, a a logical fallacy where you say if you know um you know um okay for instance um apples are, are round and red therefore therefore everything that's round and red is an apple, an apple yeah. it doesn't work that way you know you can otherwise you're trying to eat and trying to eat a cricket ball um just because Faith. Jesus sometimes appeared insensitive. Yeah, doesn't mean that in order to be like Jesus we must appear insensitive. Yeah, doesn't work like that way. You can you can just be an idiot and you can be insensitive. Um, that's not what we're talking about. But what we're saying is that there are times when um, we we've we've in order to get this right we've got to do it the way Jesus did, and mm. that's being led by the Spirit taking charge of what the Holy Spirit is saying. And if he's telling us to do something, well, we've got to prioritize that over how it appears to others and how it makes us look and what others' expectations are. Because like we said last week, we, we looked at very closely, expectations can undo you here. Mm. your expectations, the people's expectations, the church's expectations you go back to last week's message this is really foundational.
0: It's actually like one of our one of our values here if you, if you ever if you are on the team of breakthrough then you know these values but one of the one of the values is um, that one word from God supersedes our best laid plans. yeah and so if you have uh, this idea of healing or, or you think oh I've just got the faith, or they've got the faith and it's going to, that's how it's going to work. Or yep. when he says, no, do this, it's like, okay, no, but we follow that. Because yep. one word from doesn't matter how yep. good or what, you know, the plan could be great. Like yep. nothing wrong with it, but a word from God um, supersedes that.
1: That's perfect. That, that's exactly right. And um, I love what Christine's comment there is that our, our focus has got to be just so much on the healing, not on the recognition that we get yeah. because um, that, that that desire for recognition will undermine our ability to minister in all situations. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying every situation, because like there is the one, two, three. I lay hands on the sick, they get up, and they're healed. And I say, praise God. One, two, three, one, two. What I'm saying is that Jesus was the master healer, and it's the difference between a doctor who can do straight, you know, yeah. he can stitch you up if you need some stitches, and he can remove a... Uh, a, a wart, if you need, you know, you need to. But when you need open heart surgery, he does not do that in the waiting room. Of, you know, he does not do that in the in the general know, in the GP's uh, office. He sends you into the, the um, hospital, and he gets the expert to deal with that. And um, we need to be of that level that we we are able to actually process all these things. And this study that we're doing at the moment will help us to be uh, master surgeons. If mm. um, God it's God that is the healer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's a donkey if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that makes us Yeah, if ever you're getting really ahead of yourself, just read the story of Balaam. And, <laughs> and, 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 and he, he eventually use the donkey to to speak to that situation. Yes. yes. That's very true. And and we've, we've got to have that understanding humility. And um, to be honest, you know, whenever you just start to get an eye on how's it gonna make me look? Mm. Uh, yeah, we we're joking about it. But it will Damage your ability to minister in the long term. Yeah, it will undermine and it will come against you um, It's not good seed. It's not healthy and eventually it will cause problems. You need to be totally watching for that and Constantly suppressing it and, and killing off that flesh bit. Yeah, allowing the Holy Spirit to always make sure it's all about God's glory And it's all about doing it the way God shows me to do it whether it gives me glory or not That's mm. not the issue because I um, Ultimately, ultimately, we're answerable to God. Yeah. We're not answerable to the person we're praying for mm. or the results. You know, sometimes we do things and it doesn't look like there's any result. Yeah. And we think, oh, we've failed. We just, I, at times when I, I've prayed for people and I thought, oh, no result. It's terrible. I've gone away. And it, it looked like they weren't, they didn't receive anything and it was terrible. And I and I've gone away like so discouraged. Oh God! And I've just had to say, God's like, okay, what are you doing this for? Well, ultimately, I'm doing it just to please you. I'm yeah. obeying you. Um, I would rather do a thousand times where it fails, but I'm doing it because I please you. That's good. Um, than I, you know, I've got to have success before I'm willing to do it. Yeah. Um, I'm got to be willing to fail in order to make sure that I'm pleasing you. But my heart is to see people healed. I don't want to do it for that. Yeah. And then I find out later that there was a significant healing. The person just never told me, or the person just never mentioned it. And I'm like, ah, oh, I could have wasted so much emotional energy on this. <laughs> but what helped was, hey, you just go away and you say, you know what, I've done what God's told yeah. me to do. I've got to be resting in that. I'm ministering as led by the Holy Spirit.
0: And, and, and in that like, example, you've got to be willing to do it, maybe even sometimes without getting that maybe yeah yeah
1: exactly you see, you've, sometimes you have got a minister and you walk away and you just don't know you not close cuz if the you're
0: lips. wanting that or waiting for that not not what we were speaking before about the actual like result but to be like ah oh, praise god yeah. you know what i mean and and then you you tie yourself to that and when it doesn't happen it's like it will discourage you yes yeah, so e- exactly you are sort of great right when it happens but yeah yeah
1: don't don't let it, don't let it become um, don't let it become a central part of what you need because it, it, it's, a, it's a it's a dangerous thing yeah. to sort of be looking for that, feeding off that, growing in that. It's wonderful when it happens when the 10 lepers, you know, when one leper comes back and we give God praise, we say, yes, thank God for that. We love that. We celebrate with that. But I don't feed off the need for me to be, that gives me, me my encouragement. Ultimately, you've just got to be really confident hey, I'm being led by the Spirit. And that's why last week's um, teaching is so important. Yeah. Because it's not just about uh, giving you the confidence and boldness to get yeah. the healings done, but it also gives you the confidence when you don't necessarily see the results straight away. Yeah. And we'll actually look at that in this in, in the book of Mark. Jesus didn't always get the results that we would expect. We, we just say, Jesus, one, two, three, right? One, two, three. Jesus always got results. You know, can... Um, that, that's like a meme, you know, Jesus always got results. Jesus Jesus always got his prayers answered, you know. Well, did he? Um, yes, yes, no. what um, You say, oh, of course, Jesus got his prayers answered. Well, did Jesus always get what he wanted? Hmm. Did always Jesus get what he desired? And um, we'll look at the scriptures. We don't have to sort of wonder about those things. We can look at them and go forward. Um, let's go with Mark chapter 1. Last week, we were dealing with um, Peter and brought Jesus to his mother-in-law's home, and, and she was healed. We went through the speaking and the, the re, you know, rebuking the fever, speaking to the fever. Yep. Then a whole lot of people came. Then they went out, Jesus went and said, no, can't just stay here. We've got to go to all the towns for this. Um,
0: people to save places to go.
1: Exactly. And, and so we came down to uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 40. And a leper came to him, beseeching him and falling on his knees before him, saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Interesting um, request. And Mm. the reason we look at this is because it's a a key for us understanding the will of God, the desire of God. Um, There are some places today that if you said um, this prayer, they would say this is the ultimate prayer. Thy will be done. If you are willing let
0: it happen without knowing the will
1: without knowing the will in other words it's it's this is the ultimate type of prayer this is the ultimate faith yeah the ultimate faith is to say listen this is what i want it's not what i want it's what you want god and so whatever you want in this situation and there's a there's an element where um it it goes back to jesus in the garden of gethsemane where he jesus um said not my will but your will be done and they say okay that that's the that's the, the perfect prayer for this situation. Now, what they what? Let me just um, explain something here. Um, prayer is a covering term. Kenneth Hagin has some great teaching on this, and it, it's really really helped me um, over the years to understand prayer prayer and how to move in it. So, so in fact, I haven't done this for a couple of weeks. You know what I'm going to do, Josh? Let's go back and some do it. Let's do a drawing. All right. <laughs> Because we, um, we say the word prayer. What do we mean by the word prayer? Well, we mean prayer. <laughs> talking to God? <laughs> talking to God, exactly. Um, yeah, talking to God, asking God for something, and God answers. You know, it's, it's, it's the prayer. But um, I would like to point out it's equivalent of using the word sport. Mm. So when I say the word sport, what do I mean?
0: You've said a whole lot of sport. Yeah. Well, it, there's, it, it, there's multiple
1: codes. Yeah, so there's multiple kinds of sports, but there's sport, which is the global sort of phrase for yeah. some sort of comp- competitive um, contest. Yeah, Competitive contest, you know, sort of saying the same thing. Um, Activity. <laughs> Oh, look and morning CK um, they're, they're sorry they're late but not as late as Jay. You know? no, so we're, we're, we're,
0: we're, we're, we actually don't even know how late Jay will be no, at this point. So we're
1: just waiting'll just the, the angels will come and tap us <laughs> on the shoulder and say here he is. Um, okay, sport sport is a, a, a global covering term and under there you have lots of individual sports all mm. right so you, and so you could have a team sport like basketball you could have in more of an individual sport like darts you know so so different in so many ways you know you you have uh, just how many different forms of sport and how many things you do and um, and soccer soccer yeah, good one yeah that's that's from chris from um good, good one or as we would yeah we i, I really appreciate that chris who's from um, Columbia... Um, has said soccer, not football. Yes. Because you know he's he's spent time in Australia, so he's learned in Australia. When we say football, we do not mean soccer. All right. Soccer has its own thing. Football is very different. Um, but there's a you know there's a difference between what we, we call football and what other people call soccer. Yes. You know for call football. Um, now one of the things about each of these sports is there's a there's something the same about them, which is they're all about winning. Yeah. I don't think there's a sport I can think of where there's not some aim eventually that you win, that you move up the ladder, that you improve, that you, you know, eventually there's, there's something where you're getting some recognition, you're getting some prize money maybe, you're, you know, getting a, at least a, a medal or a badge or a cup or a, at yep. least a high five or a yep. certificate. Yep. Depending on, you know, there's something where it's competitive, you are competing against someone else, and, but what that competition looks like is best. Now, Josh, in sport, obviously the highest score wins, correct? what do you mean higher score wins if i'm playing golf if you're playing golf higher score does not win i'm
0: not very good at golf yeah
1: yeah you don't you don't want to get a high score in golf you know you always say (laughs) i I, um, (laughs) am i was not much of a golfer um when i say was not i am not much of a golfer um because i am not much of a golfer i don't play it that often yeah
0: when i play golf i have to be careful uh that when i hit the ball that it's at least not going to hit a person. Right. I've, so I've almost
1: hit a person once. Sa- safety first is your... your safety jersey.
0: first. Just have fun. Don't try too hard.
1: Yeah. So I remember as a teenager playing golf in Yarrawonga at golf course. Yarrawonga had some beautiful golf courses. I grew up in country Victoria. They have a 54-hole golf course. Can you believe that? Um, yeah, 54, the, so, that's a lot of golf. That's a lot of golf because so it? many people from the Melbourne used to come up is there. It, and, is it 18-hole? Yeah, 18. So you can play... The idea is you just play 18 holes, but you can play different holes and you can, so you can go up there and, and I, and you know, we knew friends that so would go up there and they'd spend the week playing golf and you could play it on, on different ho- courses and yeah. things like that. So it was, but anyway, I'm, I'm walking off and I've got my clubs and, and all, all my dad's clubs as it was. And, um, my, um, and this old, this, this older lady says, how'd you do, son? How did you, how'd you be encouraging? and I'm like, 84, you know, and she goes, that's good. Well, done, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, nine holes. <laughs>
0: nine holes, 84, that's a lot of shots. For yeah,
1: <laughs> so she's like, oh, that's not so good. No, uh, I feel your pain. Um, so <laughs> she was like, 84, what you, that's, that's really good levels. Um, anyway, the, um, so you don't want to get the highest score in golf. Okay, there's different rules for different sports, yeah. but they're all called sport. Yeah. Because at different circumstances, different requirements.
0: Different rules, different guidelines.
1: Exactly. So you've got to look at prayer in the same manner, that there are different kinds of prayer, mm. different kinds of prayer, yeah. um, all under the banner of talking to God, but some are, there's the prayer of asking the prayer of petition, where we mm. say, God, this is I believe this is your will. I'm asking for this thing request, as yeah. a request. It's very clear. I'm putting my faith out for it. And in that one, it's really important to know that what you're asking for is the will of God yeah. so that you can lock your faith in and ask accordingly. There's another kind of prayer, which is the prayer of, of yielding. It's the prayer of taking your life and just giving it over to God. It doesn't, it follows it's the same in the sense that we're talking to god Mm. but the actual rules for that prayer are so different Mm. one is about finding out the will of god knowing the will of god and then asking with particular focus and directing our faith in and having a before and after um you know that's the type of prayer that in in one well let me just bring it up for you
0: why while you're finding that um ck just said to ask josh to share the story um, of playing golf, um, and Jesus spared the life of a nice lady. Uh, <laughs> so we were—I don't know what you call it—but we near the at the start of a hole, the drive. We, the, we, it, we, it was a drive. So and so you got You, you got to go down a fair way, and um, it would be hard for you to see. But I hit it, and so that's straight. But um, I hit it, and the ball goes you know this way. So sort of like. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't really show them on the screen. Yeah, but it goes the opposite direction. But it goes, it goes literally behind me. And um, if not for a very thick tree trunk, I possibly could have potentially hit a nice lady. And so I'm very thankful that that didn't happen. And I haven't played golf since.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah you realize this is dangerous. I
0: played mini golf. That's good.
1: Yeah, some say you play mini golf in the same spirit as that, that golf. but um, So yeah, we, we want to find the rule. So here's the rule for yeah. prayer petition says, and this is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us Mm. in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request which we have asked from him. So we know we've received it, even though we know we've received it. And so it becomes a past tense. Thank you, Lord, for that. I'm praising you for it. I haven't seen it yet, but I know that I've received it. It's a a very... um, done before and after type prayer that we move from petition to thanksgiving and we give glory to God even before we've seen it. That is a kind of prayer. But then there is the kind of prayer which is yielding to God. And sometimes that means that we don't know it's very normal in um, in a yielding one. It's like, God, I'm not sure what's ahead of me, but I'm yours. Yeah. I'm just giving myself to you. I'm yielding my life to you. Lord, whatever you have for me, Lord, whether it's up the mountain or down into the valley, I don't care. I'm following you. Whatever you have for me, that is the will of God mm. for me. And I'm going to receive it. And there's the there's the sense also sometimes when we, we sense we've been led into a place which is going to be hard for the natural flesh, the, 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 the part of us that um, is finds sometimes the will of God is a struggle. Yeah. And Jesus, it says, you know, that the, the flesh, the, the spirit is willing, <laughs> but the flesh is weak. Now, he was not talking about his carnal nature because he did not have a carnal nature. Yeah. He just meant the being here on earth. There are restrictions and limitations and pressures that come from being a human on earth. I get tired. I get weary. I don't like pain. You know I mean? All these things that, that are ahead of me. And Jesus said, you know what? There's part of me that just... I want to avoid all this. Yeah. There's the there's the 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 human part of me just wants to avoid all this, but the spirit part of me, the spirit part of me says, "I want what you want." Hmm. And then so so he uses that, and the summary of that prayer is not what I want. In other words, not what my human part wants.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: But your will be done, not my will, but your will be done. It's a it's a yielding of control. Control. It's a submission. To God's control. That's a kind of prayer, but you can't get the two mixed up. Otherwise, you're sort of trying to play golf at the same time as you're trying to play football, and you're tackling and you're and you're trying to score high you're and trying to score get a low. high
0: score when you're meant to be not be getting a high score. You're it, meant to be trying to keep that in.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's like get a higher score. No, we don't want to get. We want to get low score. So if you blend the types of prayer, sometimes you actually confuse what you're trying to do. And so some people blend that yieldedness yeah. with a prayer of faith. Yes. And um, so, let's go back to Mark chapter 1.
0: Just drop my lid.
1: Sorry, it's verse 40. And just imagine if Jesus has got the prayers confused. Okay, Jesus is, I'm not really sure how this whole thing works. And a leper came to him, beseeching him, and falling on his knees before him and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, there's the most humble prayer you can. He's, he's yielding himself. But he's not actually yielding, he's actually, he's unsure. Yeah, Can I can I get the healed or not? But imagine if Jesus said, Lord, I'm praying for this leper. If it's your will, heal him. If it is your will, heal him. Now, you might say, well, that's a, that's a very, It's a very submissive prayer. It's a very humble prayer, but it's actually working against what prayer is in a prayer of petition. Yeah. Remember what we just we we just went through that um this is the confidence we have before him Mm. that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us. Yes. And and the and the um, inference there hears us is to hear and. Give us the answer. It's, 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 and if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request which we've asked from him. So this is the kind of prayer that Jesus and uh, the, the, the leper needs. And so if we go back to what we were. Um, look at what how Jesus, t- he did not use the prayer of yielding here. Moved with compassion. He stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing, mm. be cleansed. Yeah. Now, this is this is really actually quite amazing. Um, and it's, it's a reflection on the fact of who Jesus was. Jesus actually said, this is my choice. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Not even God. Yeah. He says, if you're willing, and he says, you know, as the minister of God, I am willing. So, therefore, it's going to be. So, there's a reflection there um, that this reflected what God wants, his desire. Um, he didn't say, Now, you know, I know you can't, you can't read too much into things that aren't said, but there are some people who say, oh, phew, that's really good. He happened to be one of the ones that God said, yes, I will heal. Yeah. Because, hey, if it is God's will, well, maybe there are some that is God's will. Hmm. Maybe there are. And a lot of people, if you use the prayer of yielding, the problem you have is that you are totally dependent on the answer to the prayer to show you whether you've nailed it or not. Yeah. If, if, if the person gets healed, it is God's will.
0: Yeah. If
1: the person doesn't get healed, it's not God's will. That's actually, what about the time when it is God's will and there's some restriction and you need to be like the surgeon and you need to be like the expert and you need to say, hey, hang on a sec, let's work this around to get this done. Mm. You can't do that. If you try and if you get the prayer of yielding mixed up with the prayer of petition, you will not have any confidence to deal with when the circumstances don't change or even go backwards Yeah. according to what God wants. Yeah. You know, sometimes, sometimes we do what God says to do and actually the circumstances rather than improving get worse. And you don't say, well, that must mean that God wasn't in this and God doesn't plan it. Um, the children of Israel were told, we're going to leave. Moses said, let my people go. That was the will of God. It was the will of God for them to leave. It was the will of God for them to go to the promised land. And it says, well, the Pharaoh said, well, if you've got so much time to talk about leaving, you've got too much time on your hands. So I'm going to now require you not just to build the bricks, but to gather the straw to make the bricks. And so their life became terrible and then became really terrible because suddenly they were exhausted, but now they had to find time to go and gather the straw, you know, before they'd actually go and get, and without their quota of bricks diminishing in any way. So their life went from terrible to even worse when the will of God was declared. Um, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego said, you know, when they were challenged, you shall not, you know, you've got to bow down to the idol that that Nebuchadnezzar had made, and they said, we're not bowing, and they said, well, throw them in the furnace, and they said, in fact, heat it mm. multiple times. Make it much hotter. Yeah. Because, of, because of their resistance, make the circumstances even hotter.
0: I think, I think, if I got this right, the guard that threw them in, like, yeah. burnt up or just yeah. died. The, gar- the
1: guards couldn't get close enough to toss them in yeah. without burning up. Yeah. And so the, the, he lost a few guards because he made it so hot. But the point being is that they took a stand for the will of God. Yeah. And the heat got increased. Mm. But in both situations, that was just temporary mm. because they they, 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 There was a fourth man in the furnace yes. with them, so and God delivered them out of Egypt and brought them into the promised land. But what I'm saying is, sometimes circumstances can go backwards before you you see God press. You know, before you continue to hold on and believe God and press in to see things turn around. So the problem is, if you have the yieldedness prayer and you mix that with your prayer of petition. You have no capacity yeah. for resisting when things either stay the same or even get a little bit worse. Yeah, you don't. See, you don't. You sort of say, well, that mustn't be the will of God because I have basically said, hey, here's my petition, but it's what you want, God. And how do I know what you want? See, that's to say, not my will, but your will be done. And it said, if it um, and the prayer. And I've heard when I was growing up, this was a common end to the prayer that that, that my, my spiritual elders. The people that were people Mm -hmm. are respected in the church. They would pray, and if they're praying for someone who's hurt their knee, they said, "Lord, we 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 we're praying, and um, Lord, and you know they even use King James language when they prayed. Some of them it was very spiritual. Lord, Lord, thy, you know, we pray for our brother, and you know, um, know, a lot of people don't even wouldn't wouldn't hear this today, but back then it was the more spiritual you are, you even use King James language, and um, their heart was good. The desire was good, but they were mixed up regarding how prayer worked. And so they would say, Lord, um, our brother's got a a really bad banged up knee or is very sick. We ask you to heal them, if it be thy will. Always, if it be thy will at the end. And because it was like, that's the ultimate humility.
0: All prayers lead to Rome there. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, Can I be honest in saying, I don't think I ever remembered anyone getting it being the will of God for anyone to be healed. Um, Certainly nothing so supernatural that it was... Evidence. Some people got healed, but you know, like if they had the flu, three weeks later, they were they were back at church. Um, so that, it was sort of, but so was their unsaved neighbour, you know, yeah. sort of thing. It was like, this was not necessarily a reflection of God's intervention or miraculous power. I don't remember any times when um, I was made aware of something where that a prayer would be miraculously answered. So my just experience was that ah, every time we prayed, if it be thy will it's not going to be God's will. Yeah, He, he obviously, he, he just doesn't pray. He just doesn't heal people yeah. because there was no sense of confidence and um, being able to press in and develop our faith to the point where we, no, no, we believe God. And if it's not being healed, we keep pressing in and keep believing and keep confessing until we see that breakthrough of healing. So this is an important um, situation where Jesus responded. And so you've... Hack. What can we learn from this? Um,
0: it's like again with the master surgeon. They don't just um, go, oh, we'll, we'll cut here, take this out. You know, they they research, they they take x yeah. or whatever it might be. They go, oh, here is the blockage. Yes. And then that's where they cut for. Yeah. So it's like you know, know know the rules, the guidelines, and and like um like diagnose it. Yeah. And go for it.
1: That that's a really good point. You know, surgeons diagnose things. They they take time to be accurate, what they're dealing with, they, they do that they run the tests, uh, because you've got to know what you're praying for. And in this situation, the leper came, I am willing, uh, sorry, in a, it says, if you are willing, you can make me clean and move with compassion. So the, the motivation, the motivation is there. We talked a bit about motivation here. <clears throat> we need to have that same motivation that yeah. Jesus... Uh, if you don't have compassion for the people that are struggling and sick, you need to spend time. I'm just just putting out there. If, you, if you've become a little bit, um, I don't want to be. The trouble with compassion is that it, it, it can be it can be tough sometimes. Yeah. You see situations that are hurting.
0: It can get like emotional or personal sometimes. Yeah.
1: It it, it you can see situations. Um, I've been involved in praying for people and situations. Very. Um, it really pulls on the heart your, your compassion um, there's part of me that's like oh God if it was up to me I'd just I'd just heal them mm, do you know what I mean yeah. and, and that, that sort of and when I'm saying that I have certainly moved beyond being able to say God I know better than you mm. I know God's will mm. I know it's God's desire and I know that when there's a, a failing it's because there's something that needs to be to be corrected and fixed, and some sort of something needs to be broken. And I am constantly asking God to show me as we go through these scriptures and things like that, so that I'm not facing situations. But can I say one of the things I cannot do is close my heart and yeah. block off that compassion yeah. because it, I find it too difficult to to um, engage. But neither can you become so. For, you know, you need to be able to to minister and have compassion, but at the same time being able to um, not walk under and become burdened by it yeah um not not become so heavenly weighed down by this so compassion is not guilt and burden and and heaviness that we're feeling and and taking on their their weight it's a feeling of um just the 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 genuine love and care that i have for you and i look at you through that and um and we we need to to Ensure that that's constantly working. Um,
0: it, it's it's like a, a bit of a fine like line or middle ground where you, you need to have that compassion. Yes. But then also like if you're too close, um, like I don't know if they if, if their burdens and their struggles <laughs> might even come upon you or something like that. Yeah. And sort of like limit your your faith or your ability there to to, to you know, get it. Exactly. Done. Yeah. If
1: you if sort of, if you get this wrong and you sort of get under the the burden of it um that's not what God wanted yeah um Jesus said take my yoke upon you it's light okay but my, my burden is easy my yoke my yoke is light mm. my yoke is easy my burden is light one of the, I can never oh, I,
0: I said that quite quite long yeah long, one of those. yeah it,
1: it, but what it's saying is if we get under the the, the the shoulder of what Jesus is doing yeah he says it's easy and it's light it, it, it there is a sense where there's a we enter into a spirit of rest in it um let me just show you another scripture here, Matthew chapter 9, uh, verse 35. Jesus going about all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Doing it, it's going to go. And seeing the multitudes, he felt compassion for them, because they were distressed, downcast, like sheep without a shepherd. And he didn't say, I'm going to heal all of them. Actually, look what he said. He said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers mm. are few. Yeah. Therefore, call on the Lord, beseech the Lord of the harvest, to send out workers into his harvest. He, he had a compassion. Uh, uh you know, we, we've got to we've got to um, Become wary and careful that you know. Sometimes we have that righteous indignation and this anger that can be against unrighteousness. Yeah. But I also I appreciate you know Jesus. He at time he got angry. Yeah. He, he did things. He got made a whip and drove them out of the temple. He he cursed a, a fig tree because it, it promised figs and didn't give it to them. Um, I'm not saying that Jesus is only ever sweet and nice. Mm. He was tough. He got in Peter's face and said, "I, you know, get thee behind me, Satan. He rebuked his disciples. Um, but when he looked out on the multitudes, the people, he felt compassion for mm. them because he saw them. In a distressed and, and, and a state where they needed a shepherd to come and care for them, yeah. And his result response was, "Hey, the harvest is plentiful." He saw the masses of people as a harvest field that needed people being thrust in and sent. I always like it. I think that's really interesting. He says, hey, guys, you need to pray. You need to pray for this harvest, not just pray for the harvest, pray for workers Mm. to be thrust into the harvest. Mm. It's interesting. He didn't say pray for the harvest. He said, well, the harvest is there. Yeah. What I'm praying for is workers to go into the harvest. So, Josh, we're going to get in agreement. We're going to say, we're going to pray for workers to go into the harvest. And the disciples say, we're going to, yes, we will do that, we'll do that. And verse chapter 10, verse one says, and he summoned his 12 disciples and basically sent them out. <laughs> so they said, we were praying, praying for, for workers. You. <laughs> you know, I was praying for them, them other workers. Jesus said, good work. Send other workers, God. <laughs> God God has heard your prayer. He's thrusting you out. So I always love that, the fact yeah. that they're praying for workers God says, I found some workers. Um, but it's compassion that is at the basis of that prayer and yeah. that desire. And so you, you need to have that, um, just guard that and watch over that. Um, I, I, I I wasn't planning on saying this, but I felt someone watching this, watch, protect yourself from becoming hard-hearted simply because you're becoming overwhelmed by the need. Yeah. All right, not because you don't care for the people, but sometimes. And and can I just say, this is not an attack on on someone saying, ah, oh, you know, you're just a hard-hearted person. That's not what. No, this okay. is this is often the more you are actually ministering, and the more you're involved in this, sometimes you get involved and become part of things that are heartbreaking, mm. and your compassion is going out, and as a protective mechanism, you can sort of. Pull back a little bit and just put a little bit of a veneer there. Yeah. Um, and there are and there are things that God wants us to do to protect ourselves. And we, yeah. we'll actually see this in the life of Jesus. Um, we okay. We, we think what did Jesus do? Jesus just went everywhere and he healed all the people and he was and there was. And we talked this at the very end of the last um, last week's message. You know, his family said he's crazy because he's not even he's so overloaded by these people. But there was many times when he would actually withdraw. And head off into the desert, yeah. and then the people would chase him down, and then he would give. But um, I sort of, I, if my view of ministry is constantly going to the people, hmm. and see, trying to get them, in the, and I say, "Hey, I'm here. Here I am. I want to come and help you." Jesus seems to be constantly trying to get away from the people. <laughs> Who were chasing him down <laughs> and he's like i am looking for some quiet time i am needing some time with my father even when that last week we talked about that fact it was all that pressure in the home it didn't say that he was praying in this room mm. it says in the middle of the night before it was light he got up and went out into the yeah. um into the empty places where there's nobody and he is just him and god able to spend time alone and um, there's a healing that comes when we get in God's presence. So I am not saying to someone, Oh, listen, you just hard, heart. You've got a hard heart. You've, you know, you've become shielded. No, what I'm saying is ministering to those that are hurting and in great desperate need who, and people who come to you desperate. Yeah. Sometimes you feel the pressure of that. You feel the clinging of that. You feel that <laughs> you're, you're my last you're, you're my last resort. Mm, yeah. You're my last answer. I, I need you. I can't remember whether I, I shared this. Um, maybe I have, but if, if I have, you're hearing it again. Um, Keith Moore, who I love as a teacher, Bible teacher, and he has great healing um, great understanding because he actually. Worked in Kenneth Hagen's healing school for many many years. He was he was the chief teacher and, and uh, maybe even principal of that um, healing school, mm-hmm. working with Kenneth Hagen. But when Kenneth Hagin wasn't there, it was Keith Moore. who yeah. he would be doing teaching, and they would teach the people. And what happened? And, and it's a, what happened is that people from all around the world would fly in because there's a place where people are getting healed and getting ministered to. And when people are desperate, they say. I'm going to go there. I'm going to fly in. I'm going to travel. Mm. So they've come, and some of them have come, and this is their last resort. Yeah. This is, if, if, you, if I don't get healing here, there is no more.
0: Last ditch effort. <laughs> yeah,
1: there, there is no more. There, there's no, you know, the doctors have said, this, we've done all we can. Yeah. Um, and so they, they, they would come, some with a sense of faith and expectancy, but others with a sense of desperation, And and a fear that they're grabbing you. Um, I don't know whether you've done swimming lessons, Josh. I don't know whether you have long time ago, yeah. Yeah, long um did you ever do the lesson where if you had to rescue someone and so you had to grab them and and hold them and and how to do a side stroke swim so you could take someone from a dangerous situation and, and, and swim? Yeah. One of the things they teach you though is that the so important that the person you're trying to rescue must relax.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's right. right. The
1: more they try and swim, or the more they try and get you. And <laughs> the, the danger is that sometimes in their desperation, they can drown you. Yeah, they, they'll bring you down. Yeah. Because they actually grab you and try and climb up on top of you. And yeah. they're sort of pushing you down to try yeah. and get up. And they, they're pushing you underwater. Yeah. And you've got to get them to turn around and trust. Yes. Um, because that desperation can pull you down. Yeah. And so sometimes desperation is good, but it must be a desperation of faith. You know, the. the um, the, the pull the roof off desperation. Mm. They push through the crowd and touch the hem of his mm. garment. That's a good desperation. Yeah. But sometimes there's a desperation which is born out of fear and worry, and it comes to you, and it can be, it can be a little bit clinging, mm. and, and it can pull you down. Yeah. And they're like, "You're my last chance. You're my last hope. You know, you're the big preacher. You're the one who says that Jesus heals. Well, heal, heal me." <laughs> and so. Keith Moore would say okay everyone sit down we're going to do you know bible study we're going to teach on heaven he would teach them on heaven and people were like we did not come here to learn about heaven we actually came here to learn about how not to go to heaven right now <laughs> it's like thank you but we're here because we, we I know heaven's good but we don't want to go to heaven we want to still be alive yeah and but he said Many of people that came actually had fear of death. Mm. They had a fear of dying. Yeah. They were desperate to get healed because they were scared of the alternative. Yeah. And so he said, oh, we would teach them about the glories of heaven, the assurance of your salvation, the confidence that we have. And then as those revelations filled them, mm. no longer were they fearful of dying. Yeah. Now it was okay. Now we can believe for healing. Yeah. But that, before this The fear was was it was, it was
0: choking you before. Yeah, it was like it's it, like, like oh, now we can
1: breathe. Yeah. <laughs> now we can relax. Move. Now we're just thinking, you can trust God and move here. And the trouble is that if you've got someone who's um, <laughs> Jay said he'll be here soon. <laughs> so
0: it's almost yeah. It's almost ten. Jay, hurry up! Lad. No, no.
1: <laughs> we're having a good time, Jay. So you can come yeah, and join us. Right, that's all right. So you got to think of it like that swimmer, Drake. Now, sometimes when you're ministering healing and wholeness to people, you can catch that desperation. Yeah. You can catch the the disappointment when things don't go right. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'll look at scriptures. There's scriptures where the disciples came to Jesus. Why couldn't we get it done? You know, we'll look at those because we need to understand that one, two, three, Jesus gave parables, one, two, and nothing. So how do we fix that? How do we work that? What, you know, what are some of the, the keys to that? And um, one of the dangers is that when one, two, and it doesn't work and we get under pressure mm. um, and we feel that the, the, I've been dragged down with it. Yeah. And one of the ways to cope with that is just to push it aside and, and stop your heart from feeling. Yeah. Because you don't like, it's hurtful. It's just to be engaged and connected and to have compassion for people. But it's, it's, it's exhilarating when you do that and people are healed. Mm. But it can be um, pretty pretty tough when you, you stand with someone or, or, and you go through a situation and, and it doesn't come forth to the answer. Yeah. And um, one of the d- dangers is that you can harden your heart as a protective mechanism. So I'm not saying you're a hard-hearted person. I'm saying you through... The the battles that you've been in, and through reaching out to people, and stretching it, and and stepping out in faith, Mm. and then finding, ah, my faith was not always met with good results. And hey, you might find out as we study through these scriptures, you go, I wish I'd less. I wish I'd been more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's good. I think I would have done that. Yeah. If I was going to do that differently, I would do that. You know, even the disciples asked the question, why could we not get this done? Mm. Why could we not get this done in one of the situations? And so, by teaching them on he- how to open up to faith, um, Keith Moore broke that off. You so need good. you need to be aware of that. Um, I did a teaching, um, I'm not sure whether I've taught um, so much at the church, but I did a, one of our teaching Espanol, which is, I do a Spanish teaching on Thursday mornings with Chris and Liz, and um, I taught. There was one of the things I'd seen many years ago that's been pointed out to me. In the book of Revelation, John talked to the seven churches, and he had a. Jesus says, "I want you to speak to each of these churches," and. There were seven of them, and only two of them got a really you know, a decent report. One of them, Philadelphia, got a very good report. Mm. Others got sort of mid reports, but a few of them got some very bad reports. Mm. Now, to me, it's just like, yeah, 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 seven churches. But these were the seven churches that John was very familiar with. They yeah. were they were churches and pastors that he knew. They were most probably pastors that he had mentored. Yeah. They were churches that he was heavily engaged in. And so to receive these discouraging reports, you know, the church at Ephesus, the main church, you know, um, and it says you've you've um, left your first love, yeah, well, yeah. and if you're not if you don't repent, I'm going to come and remove your candlestick from you. I'm going to take away your position, even as a recognized church in the kingdom of in heaven. I'm like oh, serious, serious stuff. And, and and over here, and you know, you're 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 following this teaching, and over here you're doing this, and over here you you say you're amazing, but you're actually blind and 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 naked and. And you need to repent. And I stand at the door. You know, one church, Jesus is on the outside, he
0: stands at the door knocking. Yeah,
1: he's on. He's not in the church. He's outside the church, saying, "Hey, can you let me back into the church?" You know? <laughs>
0: How long has he been knocking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
1: know, uh, you know, uh, you know. So some churches, God's not even in that church. Um, work, and so it was like, ah. Oh. So two chapters, chapters two and three is is these the seven report, and and you see it all. But chapter four. Revelation chapter 4, just just go with me here for a...
0: That's what we do. We do.
1: He says, After these things, I looked, and behold, a door opened in heaven, and the first voice which I'd heard like the sound of a trumpet speaking with me said, Come up here, come up here, and I'll show you what must take place after these things. And I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was standing in heaven, and one sitting on the throne, and one who was sitting... I've just had a really tough look at what's happening in the churches, <laughs> and, the, and 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 like, come up here, let's go up. Come up here. Now I'm going to show you things to come. You know, there's some pretty wild stuff happening. But the first place is let's uh, set you in the throne room for a mm. while. Now the <laughs> I liked it. What it was said is, whenever you get a good picture of what's happening in people's lives, you need to then step into the throne room for yes. a little while yes. and yes. just me- see God in His glory and His wonder and His goodness. And I, I've always understood that's a good. Um, it's a good thing to to keep in mind. When you're ministering to people and doing lots of ministering, Hmm. you really, you you want to work it that you're ministering out of your spirit and being led and directed by the Holy Spirit. But because of the compassion that you have, and it's normal, and actually that's quite right for you to feel compassion because you don't want to harden your heart. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to become just, it's a formula. A, B, C, I don't really care. I'm, I'm just totally... I'm totally just, you know, I'm just administering this without really even thinking. I'm not connecting with you at all. Um, you know, I, I've, you know, there, there's become some parts of the church, many, you know, over centuries of of um, becoming very traditional. And I've been in church services like this. You know, not, um, I used to work in a in a um, in a place in the city. And they had a church that every every lunchtime they would hold a, a church service. Um, and so I would go in there to pray, not because I wanted to be part of that church service, but because it was a quiet place in the middle of the city where I could just pray mm. and, and wait and go. On. And um, I was observing the, the, pre, the ministry. And there was many times where that minister was just going through the motions. Hmm. He had a job to do every lunchtime, get up there for the 20 or 30 people that had just made their way in. No, inter- he just read his bit, do his bit and walk out. Yeah. No interaction. Um, and there's a, there's a danger. I, I'm just disjoined. I'm not connected. No, when we minister, I'm connecting with you. I'm yeah. becoming a part of what I'm, I'm listening for God. I'm trying to sense what you're going through. I'm understanding. Like this leper, I have compassion. I see not just the need but i see what's brought you to this place of desperation you you, you understand the pain mm. that a leper would go through yeah. i love what happens here and it's sort of just a it's a quiet thing that's just sort of stated um it says if you're willing you can make me clean now sometimes we don't understand this necessarily because it's not in the writings but with our understanding of what it was like this skin condition and, and when we say leprosy uh, my understanding is it's not actually the modern day leprosy. It's a it's a skin condition that was back in Bible times. The one that we call leprosy today is
0: Now I'm confused. Yeah. yeah it, where it, the skin falls or... Sorry. It eats away? It, well, it's it's it was a skin condition, okay. but
1: what we call leprosy is a modern a disease. Okay, yeah. All right? Oh, okay. All right. Okay, that that disease didn't exist back then. Okay. It was a But same sort of thing, but it was a but what they did have to do was because it was a, a disease that could be transmitted Mm. they had to say unclean unclean they had to keep away from people if people came too close to them they had to cry out i'm unclean yeah so people would know to to steer away and they had to sometimes live in their own area with other lepers and things like that so it was pretty sad yeah so when it says that moved with compassion there's a sense where i understand this is not just about what you physically it's about what you emotionally have been been having to deal with yeah this is a life that has been pretty awful for being you.
0: shunned by like society yeah it's
1: but look at something he did verse 41 moved with compassion he stretched out his hand and touched him mm. that that he did not need to touch people yeah you know he spoke to That's um amazing spoke to the mother-in-law yeah he he did not need to touch yeah but he chose, he stretched out his hand and touched him. Hmm. And reading between the lines, it's like, that was significant for someone who all his life has been shunned. And then when, as soon as people hear that he's a leper, walk around. Distance. <laughs> distance. I go backwards. He's,
0: he draws near. He, he draws near.
1: And he says, I am willing, be cleansed. So before, he didn't say, be healed. Oh no, you're cleansed. I'll give you a hug. It was like in his leprous state, yeah, he reached in and touched him. That's so good. Um that's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful that the healing and emotion. So he was moved with compassion and he brought forth a healing which could have shown the understanding and compassion he had.
0: Yeah. And that also could have been what I see my father do in that case as well. Yeah. You know, by the the, the touch, yeah. the release of yeah.
1: Yeah. Sometimes God will get you to do something which will be a demonstration. Hey, Jay, if you swing around the other way, you can come and sit with us. Um, we, what I'm saying is, don't block off this compassion. Yeah. Because number one, it'll keep your heart sensitive. And, yeah. heart, and like good. Jesus, he looked at the, he looked at the um, uh, hey, welcome to my son oh, Jay. It's it's he, a a he was wild doing Jay a wild he, here. <laughs> He was um, involved in another podcast mm. that for his own.
0: Share yes. us with, with, with us your wisdom, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now
1: come. But he said as soon as he was available, he was going to come and join okay. us. So we had a seat ready for you. We're just talking about Jay about compassion, mm. about the the heart for um, Jesus. Um, in I'm just reading from Judas. Psalm sixty When the, when my heart is overwhelmed, Please. lead me to the rock that is higher mm. than Yeah. That's. We are talking about when you, when you get compassion, you've got to be careful that you don't become consumed and overwhelmed by yeah. that, yeah. and it weighs you down. And so two things, you stop praying for people or caring for people because it's just too painful, or you just harden your heart and you go through the motions and you do what you need to do, yeah. Mm. but you need to be able to keep that clear. Because Jesus said when he looked out at the multitudes, he saw them hurting, he saw them distressed, he saw their need like a sheep without a shepherd. And in this situation, he's moved with compassion and it enabled him to receive something from God. Mm. And like you said, directed with the Father, he acted in a way, in that healing, in a way that could be ministering emotional healing as yeah. much as physical yeah, healing. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. That's true. You know, the... the um how much would the leper remember he touched me Mm. when i was a leper he He touched touched me me. um yes i was healed but he touched me he Mm. he went towards me not away from me
0: like when no one else saw me Mm. he saw me yeah yeah
1: Yeah. when everyone whenever i saw whenever i came to someone and say um he says you can make me clean i'm a leper everyone goes you're a leper (laughs) all right this is the this is can you stand over there behind? We got, the, we got, the, we got protocol here. Yeah. yeah, you know, or you can be like, Josh. Can you go and pray for that person? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go, Jay. Can you go pray yeah. for that yeah. person? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. yeah. joining like, well, the end of
0: the line. Going? Go back to the start.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're um, if but if you don't guard that ability of compassion, if you don't keep your heart sensitive to the things of God you can lose one of the avenues of god being able to help you to to bring healing and wholeness Mm. to people yeah that requires a sensitivity Mm. but you need to care and protect that compassion yeah that it doesn't become overwhelmed and 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 just overly burdened Mm. to the point where you're feeling you're feeling the guilt and the weight Mm. of things when they don't go well or the, how people are, are going poorly. It has,
0: it has to be from a healthy place.
1: Yeah. So it's how do we? So one, one of the things here is it's um, interesting. Look what happened here. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Mm-hmm. Jesus sternly warned him and immediately sent him away. What did he warn him? <laughs> and he said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone. But go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your your cleansing what Moses commanded for a testimony to them. Go, um, go and go and do what you do to, to get the, the certificates. Yeah. Now, some people with healing, um, it's like, oh, should I get doctors involved or not? You know, as if as if the anything to do with the medical world is anti God, mm. and only t- true faith is mm. we don't involve the medical world at all. Yeah. I want to say one hundred percent that. Um, I never find that God works in that Mm -hmm. way. He's like, the the medical world is not his enemy. Mm -hmm. The medical world is not um, working against this. Mm -hmm. I remember once, um, you know, the personal situation of a family member that um, was in a hospital. And and I went in there to minister. And I'm like, oh, God, it's just the spirit of death is in this place. Mm -hmm. And God said to him, they are working against death. Mm -hmm. Now they're doing everything they can they're doing everything in their in their possession to do that mm. get in agreement that they are at least going in the right direction you can add your faith to this yeah. mm. you can make it a faith place <clears throat> so but i had to i had to sort of on purpose bring my faith into that yeah because i was sort of like oh this is awful for the atmosphere yeah. and the, the and it was like that's not the you know i understand hospitals are, you know it's difficult they they're using everything in the natural realm and they're, they're doing it as best they can. And there are sometimes spiritual problems and spiritual answers that we, you know, we can add to. Sometimes people turn to the arm of the flesh because they don't want to trust in God. I understand that. Yeah. But most times people are just looking to be well and to be healed yeah. and to be whole.
0: Recently, um, like you guys are aware, I had some trouble with my gums and it was getting quite painful. And um, and I should have dealt with it before. So, you yeah, know, mercy yeah. of God here. but. Um, And anyway, it was coming pretty painful and, you know, a Christian would say, where's your faith to be healed? (laughs) And I guess at the time I didn't have that. But my prayer and my faith was, uh, um, I'm going to make an appointment and I'm going to be able to get, um, first of all, my dentist, and I'm going to get an appointment really quickly. Um, Like several times before when I have made an appointment. Um, I don't know if you've ever done that. You, mm. you can't. They're busy. Yeah, you saying, cannot yeah, get in. Yeah. like- De- Dennis.
1: You bring up a dentist and say yes. Uh, what time would you like in April? Yeah, and that's six like, months away. Like I go, yeah. what?
0: A year ago, mm. um, I try. I also wanted to get a checkup, and they said, "Well, we can fit you in in about three weeks," because right. I wanted, I needed a specific yeah. day as well. Anyway, and so I, well, um, I, I call on the mercy, and I go, and I want need to get this fixed, and so I'm going to make the call today. Mm. And I am believing that my dent, uh, sorry, not uh, my dentist yet, mm-hmm. my dentist will be able to fit me in and see me very soon. And I, I call them up and I was going for Friday and this was on a Wednesday I'm calling. Mm-hmm. And um, they said, oh, well, um, that my dentist won't be in. There's so many others, but because she knew about my situation, so I mm-hmm. wanted her. And, and I said, Well what about tomorrow? And he goes, oh, yeah, she'll be in tomorrow at, at <laughs> one o'clock and i'm like yes it is yeah so it's like god God's met me with my faith there that's s- really good to receive that mm. and that was using you know a doctor yeah a dentist
1: and i have no difficulties with you know connecting your faith with mm. god using mm. medical people and then and god says go for it I, um sometimes it's like that that's a I, i've put things in the body that that generate healing and wholeness work with those mm. Um, I, but in this, in this I feel like it comes
2: like I often think of that as well because like, I know for myself it's been there's been so many times where like I've had a you know like playing sports so much like you get like an ankle injury whatever like and I, I know with myself it's like oh I'm believing God so therefore I shouldn't go to the physio sort of thing it's like yeah. oh where's your faith at why why are you booking to go? but then it's like the thing I think you need to remember is like treat it like any other area of life that you might be believing for you know you might be believing for a financial breakthrough yeah you're not then going to say no when your boss offers you more shifts <laughs> you know if you're believing for a financial breakthrough and someone offers you a like paint pay rise you're not gonna say oh no no i'm trusting god well yeah duh dummy god just provided for you the way you've been yeah. praying. No, i'm
0: believing for a long it's time like, no no I
2: was, I was believing for god to god to provide. he did he provided you a job do- a pay increase he just provided you more hours. he just provided you this this work on a Saturday that you weren't expecting, whatever, it's like, I think we can sometimes get so caught up in like, but it's like, we wouldn't really do that. It's like, we'd say, oh, praise God, that's amazing. Yeah. So there's no reason for us to not be like, oh God, I'm believing for healing. He's like, hey, I've got you booked in with this doctor and I'm going to give that doctor a supernatural wisdom. And he's going to be able to treat this really well, yeah. Yeah. really quickly. I'm going to bless the the tablets, or whatever he gives you to take for a week. So you can get, so I'm going to use, God's like, I'm going to use those as my vessel, but it's like, yeah. oh no, I'm not sure why it is something about healing that we sort of immediately say, oh, we must, you know, it must be at church on a Sunday, someone lays hands on us. In a yeah. It's like, no, God can use any, all these other sources. God does that. There's no doubting that or denying it. But God also uses all these other sources as well. And just like anything else you might be believing for, yeah. you know, that, that's a really good one. A Last week way. we
1: talked about the, the the problem of an expectation. This is how yeah. God's going to do it. Yeah. And sometimes God says, "Oh, I want you to go and exercise." Whoa, whoa, whoa! I, I want God to supernaturally do this, and God says, "Here's an answer here." Yeah. But, uh, and that that expectation sometimes is very narrow to what we mm. think. This is how God will do it. And sometimes we can say, "Oh, it's based on the Bible," but it's based on a couple of <clears throat> verses or part of the Bible. And We haven't even stopped to think. And this situation he says, I want you to go and show yourself to the priest and offer if you're cleansing what Moses commanded. In other words, I want you to go to the authorities. Mm. I want you to get this verified. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Officially. I I want this to, I want you to be able to say, I've gone here, I've been cleared. Mm. Yes, he had been healed. Yeah. But it was also work with him and get that clearance. Mm. Yeah. And so sometimes it's even hey, if you get healed, go to the doctor mm. and get it verified and show and, and declare Because sometimes that that, that's part of the healing and the yeah, testimony. Totally. There's no problems with that. You know that, that's, a, that's something that mm. God did. And so he sends them to do that. And then remember, he said, don't, don't say anything to anyone. But instead, the leper went out and began to proclaim it freely and spread the news about it to such an extent that Jesus could no longer publicly enter a city. Hmm. But he had to stay out in the unpopulated areas, and they were coming to him from everywhere. It's amazing that Jesus says, don't say anything. What, why is he saying that? He says, because I want to be able to sleep in a bed tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. I want to be able to sleep. Yeah. I, want, I, I actually want to sleep in a room. Mm. I want to be able to eat my food at a table. Um, I, want to, I want to be able to go into the city. Mm. And, um, and the lepers paid no attention to that. Yeah, mm. um, This is, I, I don't know how, he's just been healed. Mm. He's been told one thing. one thing. <laughs> just please don't tell anybody. And Lev is like, I'm telling everybody. Mm. Um, when you heal people and minister to people, we also have an expectation what should happen afterwards. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, one, two, three, four. This is how you respond. This is what you do. This is how, you, this is how it will work. Mm. Um, sometimes people go rogue. Yeah. <laughs> people go rogue. They don't mm. do what they should do. Mm. They don't behave like they should. Um, and it can be de- very disappointing. Yeah. Sometimes in this situation, it was actually very inconvenient, uh, much of an inconvenience to Jesus. Mm, mm. Yeah. Because it was, um, Jesus was looking to guard that area. He had that compassion, mm. but he also really guarded that relationship he had with God and yeah. that walk where he was not being controlled. Now, there was, like we said, chapter 3, so many people were coming, he didn't have time to mm. eat. Um, but wait, let's just skip through to Mark chapter 7, verse 24. Mm. Um, this, is, this is a well-known story of, um, it says, verse 25, After hearing of a woman whose little daughter had unclean spirit immediately came and fell at his feet, and she was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician, a Canaanite woman, different translations mm. using different um, descriptions of her in different parts of the Bible. Um, and she kept asking him to cast out the demon out of her daughter, and and then we won't go into this story because there's a powerful story of a surgeon being able to get the healing done. But look at why he is there, because she heard about him. He's not. It says, and from there he rose and went to the region of Tyre, so out of the Israeli mm. yep. zone. And he, when he had entered a house, he wanted no one to know of it. <laughs> Yet, he mm. could not escape notice. Mm. <laughs> he was trying to get away from the people. You wow. um, wow. say, Jesus loved everybody. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but Jesus wanted to get away. Yeah. Jesus wanted to eat. Yeah, Jesus wanted <laughs> Jesus to Jesus wanted to sleep. He wanted to sleep in a bed. He wanted to be able to have some time mm. where he was just... Um, now, I'm like, oh, I wish I had that problem that people... Mm. So busy that people are trying to get to me. You know, uh, you know, I, I've, I've, I've j- j- to, in my knowledge, in my memory, in the last few weeks, I've had no one rip the roof off the, ha- uh, the mm. roof off our house trying to get can, to us. We can, we can work, make that happen because of the large crowds that were gathered there. we
0: have got to put locks on his doors. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, I, 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 I'm like, I wish I was more. I wish I was getting more attention. Mm. You know, so it's hard to even imagine. Yeah. But it's interesting that Jesus. Um, you just sort of expectation, imagination. This is what Jesus, when things, when he was being really pressed by ministry, he would make space to go and be alone where yeah. he could spend time with God mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. refresh and, re, and, and reconnect and whatever it needed with God. You yeah, know, like that's good. Um, so I'm mentioning this because compassion mm. is a powerful influence, but unless you guard your heart, mm. And if you just become busy with ministry Mm. and out of compassion, compelled to always be on the go ministering. Mm. Yeah, it might start off in the right motive. Yeah, but you can find yourself, you end up giving out and giving out and you haven't been replenishing and allowing Mm. God to minister. Mm. And so you have to close your heart off and just in Mm. the end, just minister as a bit of a robot, not allow your heart to connect because it's so broken and been hurt. You can't afford to. But in doing that, there is the the leper who needed a type of ministry that flowed out of compassion. Mm. Mm. And there are going to be times when Mm. just out of sheer understanding of what God's heart is for this person, God will say, do this Mm. or minister in this way. And it's compassion which will unlock Mm. the Mm. method of healing and ministering to that person.
2: What what would you say is a way, you may have, (coughs) pardon me, as you said before, if you're only just joining now, I joined the I joined the panel here yes. late. I was um, away filming this morning, but came here halfway through. What would you say if someone someone's like, okay, I want to rebuild my compassion, you know, or I want to grow in my compassion? Yeah. What would be a good way they could go about that? What would be a good first step they could take to, to growing that compassion? You might have already
1: discussed no, that. No, I but, haven't. So right. that's a great question. I I would. Um, we talked about Revelation mm. where the, you know, you're sort of mm. looking at the churches and mm. you're sort of a bit overwhelmed by them. Mm. You step into the throne room and you get you minister to the Lord. Uh, minister God and His awesomeness and His power and His love and His mercy. One of the things is I would just recenter my focus on God and who He is mm. because he's, he's ultimately love. Mm. He cares for people. I would look at Him and then ask Him to show me how He looks at the world. Mm. Mm. Um, because you see, Jesus has looked out and he saw the people yeah. distressed, without a shepherd, needing help. That's that's a viewpoint. Mm. Yeah. But I want to get that's that from one. from God. I want to see how He sees people. Mm. Yeah. I want to, and I want Him. I want God to melt my heart. Yeah, no, it's,
0: it's, that's good. It's like um, we love because He first loved us. Yeah. And so He He saw me, had compassion on me. Mm. Yeah. And it's just like we don't want that to cap that here and totally. to flow. Through me as well, exactly, and and mm. it, as you uh, just with what you just said, that, that same way with how God sees us, mm. how God sees them, yeah, and
2: like with the love of God, mm. like the, the heart of a father, yeah, um, for them. That's
1: that, it. the um. I feel like
2: that's such a good point as well. Like, and this is as I'm passionate about and very like, I God's been working in my heart a bit, but it's like that. I think a great way to regain compassion for people. Is to actually stop and take stock of where you were as well. It can be very easy, yeah. you know. And like, like I'm totally like I believe wholeheartedly. In like, don't live out of, you know, guilt. They like, yeah. don't live out of a guilt of where God, has, where God has taken you yeah. from. You know, like don't don't live a life where you're trying to make up for the mistakes you made before God or before yeah. you reset your life before God. That's exactly the opposite of what he intends for us to do. God has paid the way for us to live with a completely fresh slate, which is incredible. Mm. But sometimes I think people can take that to the point of completely forgetting even that our slate was ever white, fresh. And it's like that we're just yeah. who we are. And it's like, we can get a bit of arrogance and there can be so a great way, I think, to get compassion for people is to regain that love and remembrance of what God has actually done for us. And the yeah. regain a appreciation for grace. And yeah. we regain the appreciation for the grace God showed you there'll be, your heart will be the show grace to others the same yeah. way you needed it sort of thing. You will see people through that. I feel like that's, a, for me at least, the times when I'm the most compassionate for people around me, is the times when I'm the most grateful for the compassion God showed me. Yeah, you know? yeah.
1: yeah. I, I think that's really good. I think a couple of scriptures. First of all, Philippians two, where it mm. talks about um, have the same attitude in you that was in Jesus. Mm. And then and it talks about how Jesus left heaven, mm. came to earth, died on the mm. cross. Yeah. And it said, by meditating and thinking about all that Jesus did, it becomes a, a compelling in me to also show mm. the same attitude. Mm, yeah. And there's also that parable where Jesus shared about the person that had been forgiven this huge mm. sum of money. Yeah. And, um, and then he said, <laughs> then he went out and he found someone who owed him some money. Mm. And even though it was a much smaller amount, And he said, "No, unless you pay it all, you're going to be, you know, you know, Mm. throw you in jail." And when the king heard about it, he said, "I, I forgave you." And when you look at the amounts, the amounts are like billions of dollars. Like Mm -hmm. it was the actual amounts Mm -hmm. are not just um, Mm -hmm. thousands. The amount that the person owed him, which is like a tiny amount, in in today's money is about twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, if someone owes you twenty thousand dollars, you want it. That's not insignificant. No. Sometimes we read that parable and say, oh, "I, you know, God forgave me a thousand, but I can, I forget one." Yeah. But if someone owes you twenty thousand dollars mm. and they're not paying, mm. just think about it now. You know, mm. you know think thinking about the amount of money that would like that's significant. I need that money, and they're yeah. not pulling up. Do you know what I mean? mm. So when we're talking about this, we're talking about someone who's hurt you mm. or done something to you that is mm. significant. Mm. It is. It's, it's a significant amount that they've they require you. I need to forgive you, but it's not a miss. You know, it's not like oh they cut me off in the car park. Yeah. No, this is this is something that has significant impact on my life, and they've done the dirty on me, and I choose now to release you because, in the in the bigger scheme of things, I am so forgiven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm. If I if I compare what you've done to me to what I've done to God, mm. it really, it's, it's nothing. And mm. so I release. And I think that heart of just meditating on how much God has actually forgiven me, where he's taken me, you know, I like, guess I'm here, I'm healed, I'm whole, I'm righteous, I'm living in the blessing of that. But I've got to remember that was all by mm. grace. And what God has done, and the forgiveness and the release is done. That sense of thankfulness, Mm. that sense of appreciation, I think, opens our heart Mm. to being compassionate and and reaching out to others. Mm. And so, so um, feeding on a sense of our thankfulness, of what Jesus has done, meditating on that, the good, being in God's presence Mm. and His goodness, and then we look at people, we're like, ah, just I care for them. I want them to, to know this.
2: I, just, I mean, I don't know who this is for. Maybe it's for me a bit, but it could be for others out there. Someone that's now, someone that's seen 20 years in the future. I don't know. Yeah. But I just sort of felt God saying that as well. Like, um, there's a point where it's like, when you're saying that, like, oh, I'm so grateful for what God's done for me. is that maybe you're in a point right now where you've, like, maybe life really sucks or there's something you've been believing for. Maybe it's just a healing or maybe it's a provision or something and God hasn't come through and it's looking yeah. worse and worse. And I almost felt like it was like this, it was like you're saying in your heart right now, this phrase like, oh, what could I be grateful to God for what he's done? Yeah. If that's what you're saying, that's, it's like, yes, I can understand, I understand how painful and tough it can be when you're believing for God. It feels like it's not coming through. But find some perspective. Remember what God, what has God done for you? Well, you're saved and you're going to heaven not yeah. hell. God came and gave his only son for you to die. It's like, don't forget at the core of it, what God has done for you. Maybe yeah. at the moment, the battle you're facing, you feel like God is as absent as he's ever been and he's as silent as he's ever been. But don't forget the fact that you're even here today in praying for that is because of a God who came and loved us and stuff. So it's like, sometimes when we can get caught in that, you know, and like, I, I there's that verse, I forget where it is, where it says, um, it's like, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You know, yes. it's like that. Yeah. If you're saying to yourself, I deserve this, yeah. Well, maybe that's why you're finding God quite distant at the moment. Is because He, what it says, yeah. like God, is distant from the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So it's that realizing where you where you've come from that can be a great way to find mm. God. Yeah. If you I don't show sure you that story, but I just really felt that quote coming out of my heart. It's like, oh, what could I ever be grateful to God for? Well, actually, when we stop and take stock, there's a whole lot we can be grateful to God could for. I,
0: could I just piggyback onto mm. that? Because I, I I just thought something, but I wasn't going to yeah. say it. But um, but. They're sort of I might fit in with this mm. might be for someone else might mm. be for me mm. but um for me it was like I do something for someone like mm. be selfless yeah mm. um, and because when you're doing things for yourself you know, that's, that's good and that's fine mm. and and in line mm. with it, but getting that compassion again mm. um, and maybe this might be the answer for someone <laughs> you mm. know yeah. if you're believing for a healing. <laughs> Do something big or small, whatever it might be, whatever God speaks to you, do something for someone. Be selfless mm. yeah. and it'll sort of open up or unlock mm. um, that compassion again.
1: Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you become locked in oh, the disappointments you're feeling mm. and that can be a blockage to the compassion you can feel for others because mm. it's like, why, you know. Why should I deserve yeah. to show that? And, anyway. and, and even and, and even like oh, they get healed like oh, even angry and annoyed like how come they get healed and mm, I yeah. and I don't? Um, there's that sense where yeah, meditate on all that God has done for you. This, the Bible says in First John, by this we know that um, that God loves us. By this we know that you know He has um, sent Jesus to be the propitiation of our sins. He has mm-hmm. Jesus has carried out our, our sins. This is how we can know. And we can focus, if we just focus on those things and that, that healing and that wholeness, then that gives us a, um, a fresh ability to reach out and minister mm. to others. And when I say we need to withdraw, um, it's very particular Jesus would mm. would get into the presence of God and re- be refreshed yeah. by that. It's, um, you know, yes, there's physical um, restoration, you know, like go and spend a week in a spa, you know, resort, or whatever. Yeah, enjoy that. But I'm not. Those things don't necessarily restore this. Yeah, That's, uh, you need your spirit restored, and yeah. you need your heart ministered to by the Lord. Yeah. So this is not just a physical thing. Get out of get out of pressure. It was about being in a place where I can focus on God and give Him attention. And so I encourage you. M- make sure in all this, in everything we're doing, I think this is the takeaway from mm-hmm. here. Make sure that you are finding a space where you. And are able to spend time in God's presence, be refreshed, mm-hmm. be restored, and so that when you minister, you're ministering out of that fresh flow. And if you are finding that you're being overwhelmed or your heart is just becoming a little bit hardened, you need to, on purpose, go to the grace of God, mm-hmm. allow Him to refresh you, heal you, so that you can minister. Because this is the thing that I hadn't seen. this minister, This healing that Jesus brought flowed out of compassion And he did it in such a way that it was connected to compassion. Yeah. There are times when you in order to bring healing to someone, you need compassion flowing Mm. so the Holy Spirit can show you the way to do this. That's good. Mm. All right. And um, sometimes it's so, you know, you you might Mm. you might pray for this person very differently because something over you know overwhelms you or or leads you and you suddenly say, I I, I'm connecting with the, the, the hurt that this person has received you know, he reached out and touched him mm-hmm. yeah. and um he, he did something bold and courageous in that situation because we were like don't touch him mm-hmm. um but he was ministering healing as
2: i also say with that like there's a point where obviously but jesus jesus sees things very different to how we see it so like i understand that sort of thing but like taking that example with the compassion if you were to go to do something like that like in the day what leprosy represented you yeah. know if that was us we probably actually not only did the compassion of going in, touching the the leper show to the leper the love of Christ, but the fact is we probably wouldn't do that without compassion because the fact is we would see it as, I don't want to touch the leper. Like, I don't want (laughs) to do that. But it's like maybe the compassion will actually lead you to do, not just because what they, the person on the other end of the healing will see, but there's a point where the compassion can lead you to do things that you wouldn't do. Put yourself in areas of vulnerability. Put yourself in areas of... Um, open yourself up for an embarrassment, open yeah. yourself up for humiliation, open yourself up for hurt in ways you wouldn't if you weren't compassionate for those people. I know yeah. we've discussed that before, yeah. but it's like maybe if without compassion you're probably not going and touching your life because it's embarrassing, it could cost you uh, your dignity or like people would see you differently from that yeah. other people, your family well, or people might have the
1: danger. it's a, it's a transmission. There's a, there's a physical there's also, danger. Yeah.
2: People might. People might outcast you, hmm. yeah. but without if there's a compassion, you'll do it anyways. But without that compassion, you won't actually go through with, yeah, ministering yeah. the
1: I And that's exactly the point mm. that the this compassion opened the door for a way of healing mm. that might not have come without that compassion. Totally. Yeah. Particularly mentions it. Particularly mentions yeah. he had compassion. Yeah. Mm. Um, and sometimes you can be ministering to someone, or you wouldn't choose to go over and do something. Um, you know, say oh, I wouldn't do that. Um, oh, if you've ever. Prayed for someone who's maybe been homeless, and and they're really, you know, mm. some people have got nits and lice and fleas, yeah. and yeah. and mm. so like, yeah, Lord, I bless them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I speak healing. But suddenly, God says, go over and put your arm around them. Mm. Um, and you're like, go and sit with them. Yeah, mm. and you say, and, and you say, how can I do that? And you say, suddenly, because I don't see them as this, this mess. I see them. I see them with, see them with mm. compassion and love. And so because of that, my compassion, mm. I moved to go and do something. And I don't know what that act is bringing healing mm. plus the physical healing or plus the, the mm. salvation or whatever. So compassion gives us something that when we wouldn't think normally to do that, if it, it, it compels us at times mm. It re- makes it something we do with joy and Mm. and out of with genuine care so we're gonna we're gonna leave it there we have just got through to the end of chapter one of mine um i planned to be about chapter three in the first week so um, (laughs) that was all right um but we're just enjoying i hadn't seen that that i was actually planning to do some other things today but it was the just something grabbed my heart i believe it was for someone maybe us here Mm. maybe you but i i'm 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 actually speaking and I want you to mm. I, I'm just taking time to say it again because I want it to be very clearly heard if you have struggled if you have put mm. barriers up mm. begin ask the lord to help you Wash those away because you mm. need compassion in order mm. to minister. Mm. But you also need to say, God, help me to be able to protect my heart and this level so I can have compassion mm. but not become overwhelmed yeah. and become choked by the people's needs. Um, I've got to be very careful and we will look at examples where Jesus was faced with desperation, where he ministered f- and, and pulled back and let mm. faith control the situation, mm. not the desperation. Yeah, that's people, good. All right? You, know, you, you can't, not, we're not talking about faith that's powerful and pulling, and we're talking about when fear, fear is holding. Remember we're, we're Jairus' daughter, we'll get to that. Jairus, is, and it says, they, they came to him and said, your daughter's dead, don't bother the master. Yeah. And Jesus turned to him and said, don't be fearing, mm. only, only be, be believing. Yeah. All right, stay in faith, Jairus. Mm. Stay in that's faith. Good. All right, and Jairus is, is, is like, oh, okay, if I got into fear, I'm becoming desperate. Mm. And I'm desperate in, the, in, the, in a faith sense, but I'm becoming fearfully desperate. And that's mm. clinging and that will pull you. Yeah. Mm. And, I'm, and I've got to be able to guide and lead that. So I encourage you, take charge of what you're going through. If you're, you're dealing with situations now, um, mm. I want you to, to minister that mm. and have that fresh compassion flow, because you by having that compassion in the right place, You will be able to minister healing to people in ways that go beyond even the natural healing. There's things that you will do that will bring soul and emotional healing to people as well. Bless you. I appreciate everyone. Oh, we've had Madeline joining us. We've had David.
2: David, Madeline, Judith, Chris, uh, myself. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for being here, Jake. Pastor Christine, yes, I finally made it. Come on, I can't get this thing to scroll there there we are yeah. richard uh joe rose, joe rose. Give us, give,
1: ck lewis we, we're going to shut off very soon so if you want your name to be read out you better put you better, a message you're right yeah, 20 seconds
2: go for it comment yeah.
1: <laughs> come on away and um we'll be back here next uh friday morning 10 a.m our time um you work we have people sitting in front of the camera you're always welcome to come and sit in with us we yeah. we, 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 we enjoy the interaction yeah. but if you want to um you can sit, you do can sit there, You'd it. have
2: to be up here. You can sit back behind the if you'd behind like the camera. A place, Jay, that's fine.
1: <laughs> America, you're welcome, Maddie. And um, we we um, land we, of the
2: free, home of the free,
1: Scotland. We appreciate <laughs> what guys are saying. Um, you can also, if this is your first time or you've just you've just discovered us. Um, you can go to breakthrough.org.au/academy. There's all of our other teaching there. We've been doing, we've done a yeah. series this year on how to understand and approach mm. the Bible. Gives us great foundation on that. We've been working on covenant, mm. what it means that to be in amazing, covenant man. with God, and actually our all this teaching on healing flowed out of the fact that in the covenant provision, Psalm 103 says He healed, healed me of all my diseases. <laughs> so we have just moved in and spoken particularly about healing and how mm. to flow in that. Awesome. So um, we we encourage you to go um, watch that teaching. Mm, Um, That's one of the reasons we record it, that's one of the reasons we put it there, is it becomes a resource that you can go back and you can take it week by week and build a strong faith that builds um, through a strong foundation of God's Word. Mm. I'm going to do the
2: ultimate YouTuber thing right now. If you're on YouTube or on Facebook- Oh, here they come. You can quickly, you can like uh, the page. If you're on Facebook, like the page. Or if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, click notifications. That way, next Friday, when you forget, your phone will remind you that we're doing academy wherever great you point. are. So you if can get if notifications if popping straight to your phone to let us. So for YouTube,
1: go. you got to subscribe. Plus YouTube, you've got...
2: subscribe and hit the notification button. If you're on your phone, you can follow the follow the church's Facebook, and you'll get live notifications mm. when we go live okay. there. Okay,
1: there's a great um, there's a great. Um, uh, what was it? A little trick? Yes. Uh, um, little. Yeah. A uh, plug. A little <laughs> plug for the. Uh, <laughs> no, what was it? for for the YouTube. Go on there, subscribe, and then say notify. give me notif- click notifications. Yeah. Click the notification. That way you don't mm. have to remember. That's it. It does the remembering for you. That's a-
2: it. I use
1: notifications. Yeah. I can I
2: can use with those.
1: Yeah. So we'll bless you guys. Praise God for everyone who's joined us, both nearby and from around the world. Oh, mm. Um encourage you to to, mm. to really f- spend time with God, get your compassion really Back and healthy, and then see what God does. Maybe even today mm. you will face a situation mm. where you um, something compassionate will well up. Mm. That's true. All right, that's, yeah, just, just see something. Why do not we believe for that? Father, oh, I thank you for people today. Even today, they will see something, and mm. something, their heart will just melt. Well, when mm. your heart melts, don't say, "Oh, I wish I could do something." Say, God, now what mm. is it I can do? Yeah. Yes. How that's can good. I minister in this situation? Good. How can I be like Jesus and minister to them? All right. Well, God bless you. Appreciate everyone's joining us. Um, Jay, if you want to do the the final sign-off there. Adios, people.
2: Oh, where is it? There we are. Adios. (laughs)